Amen. That was good singing and a good testimony to the Lord. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I want to give everyone a very warm welcome tonight. We're glad to see all who have gathered in to our midweek meeting. Also those who are visiting with us tonight, we bid you welcome in the Saviour's name. And as I announced on the Lord's Day, we've asked our brother, Mr. Timothy Cordner, if he would come tonight to give us a report of the Youth Council outreach to London that took place there just in the summertime. So I'm going to ask Timothy to come. We trust the Lord will help him and will bless him and make him a blessing to us tonight. Thank you. Well, it's good to be here. Um, I'm incredibly nervous. I'm not really used to standing at the front of the church, but um, I'd just like to thank, before I start, um, Reverend Kenny for giving me this opportunity um, to speak tonight. Um, I thank the Youth Council um, as well for this opportunity for the trip. Um, for Richard, who is the head um, head of the Youth Council for this trip, and for Reverend uh, Lorimer as well, who, who led the group. Um, and the Knowles who were a real kindness to us um, along the trip. If you have your Bible with you, could you turn to John chapter 3? And it's um, John chapter 3 and the verse 16. And this... um, was our memory verse for the week, um, which we led the Holiday Bible Club at. Um, and it says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So this was just um, the verse we had for the children um, on our, our Holiday Bible Club. But um, our trip um, was on the 21st um, to the 29th of August, um, and we arrived at the airport, um, and we headed for the security. Um, we had a really long queue, um, but the Reverend Lorimer, um, he seemed to know, he seemed to know everybody, but he seemed to know this man in security, and we were able to get through um, in the fast track lane and avoid all the hustle and bustle and get through, and we saved a bit of time because we're we're pushing it a bit fine. So this is the group um, that went out um, to London. There was 13 of us, including the Reverend Larmore, um, and it was a really good group. We all got on incredibly well, um, and we worked really well as a team. This here is just a wee map of where um, South Grove Free is. So at the sort of the top of the map is South Grove, um, and at the bottom is uh, it's London. So. I don't know if you can see there, but South Grove Free is about an hour and 15, or else 47 minutes, depending at what point you travel during the day by car just to get to the central of London, or 40 minutes in a train. So it just shows you how big London actually is. And in the same distance, if you wanted to travel from Hillsborough Free to Dundalk, it would take you 45 minutes, so it's a a brave distance. Um, of it, it's a bit, a bit of difference. Uh, so as you can see there, uh, London, it's 9.5 million people live in it. Um, Northern Ireland is only 1.9 million. 
So there's a whole lot more people in the whole of London than there is in the whole of Northern Ireland. So this here is just the church here, um, and it's just uh, just above, well, it's the sort of north of London. So we got on um, the airplane, and we had a sort of safe journey over, um, but as we were sort of approaching um, the airport, there was a real um, dense fog, and we had to circle for a bit, and I don't know how I could have done it. I definitely wouldn't have been the pilot that day, because... Just as we were sort of coming down in, there was a fog. And you could just see the runway for probably about 10 seconds before he was able to, to put her on the ground. So I just, I don't know how he did it. But we arrived safely anyway. And after landing, we got our luggage and we headed to the train at the airport. And that headed us down into London. So we got the train and then we got a few buses down to Southgrove. And it's located uh, in a place called St. James. And then we were sent straight to work, and we went, and we met everybody in the church, and we were sent straight away to the first Holy Bible Club. So the Holy Bible Club, it ran from the Monday um, to, to Friday, um, uh, and it consisted of courses, um, memory verses, Bible lessons, and a quiz, and each member of our mission team um, helped along with that with leading and doing the memory verse and the quiz. So if there wasn't anybody um, participating that, that day during, during the meetings, they were either um, sent to sit with the children or else they were, uh, sorry, this is just Reverend Armour doing one of the quizzes, just um, he got a bit, a bit competitive, so he did. But no, if you weren't, um, if you weren't taking part, you were either sent um, to sit with the children or else some of us headed out to the street um, that the church was situated on and to try and get and more people in and tell people about the Holiday Bible Club run. So we took some leaflets, um, and we said sort of that, you know, there was this youth um, Bible lesson, our Bible Club run this week, and some people um, took our leaflets, some people didn't, some people came in and had a wee newsy, some people thought it was um, free childcare, so they came in for a while anyway, um, and seen, seen what was happening. So we got really good weather um, over the week that we were there. Um, the sun was full blazing, and it was it was a really good time um, for this as we were doing loads of outdoor week. So after the Holy Bible Club, um, on a few occasions and just after it, we went to the local park and we played some some games just to keep the the children happy and keep them active. Um, and some of them also got a bit competitive. But afterwards, um, we had a bit of a, a five or ten minute meeting, just where some of us would have signed courses and somebody would have brought a short a gospel message. Hopefully this video works and this is just showing. Hopefully it works. Well, it's not. It's just playing on this. But we'll just skip over that anyway. So the next bit, um, after we'd done the Holiday Bible Club um, and had done the games, it was sort of just sort of after lunchtime. So after that, we went to the door-to-door. So we went in the surrounding areas um, and we gave out invitations for a mission that was being held on the Thursday and Friday. Um, and we went door-to-door. So there's many different people in London and even including the church. 
and there was quite a few different people from many different backgrounds. There was one woman, um, she attends the church. She had to flee from her home. Um, she had only daughters, and uh, where she came from, her, her husband didn't, didn't like this because she had to have a boy, so she had to flee her home. Um, on the way home, she was staying in London. She was evicted out of it. So this um, South Grove Free was the only really safe place she knew um, where she could go and where she would be safe. But going to door to door, we had many different responses and many different backgrounds. Um, some people took the invitations, no problem. Um, some were up for a bit of a discussion. Um, some put them in their bed. But still, we, we tried. Um, normally, we were put into two groups, one on one side of the road and one on the other. Um, some of us, um, as you can see here, rang the doorbells. Some of them tried to talk to, to, talk to the residents, uh, while others simply just put them put the invites through the door. So many of the discussions, um, this usually happened with the Muslim Muslim background, and they seemed to know all about Jesus. They seemed to know about all the miracles that he had done. But they just seen him as, as a prophet. And we had many conversations with them at the door, um, on the street, in the marketplace. But all they could see um, for them was if they had tried good enough, that they would hopefully one day maybe get to heaven. And they couldn't understand um, why we were taking our time out of our lives and why we were trying um, to help them. They didn't understand this and we tried to tell them about their need of salvation. This happened multiple times and we could have talked to so many others. And we tried to um, show them um, the right way. And these conversations often um, lasted quite a, a number of time, just trying to get get to them. But normally at the end of what happened, they normally took an invite or they took the track anyway at the end and said that they would read it. There was um, some man in the marketplace. He was asking us for food. And uh, Reverend Larmore, was he, he was able to tell them about the true spiritual food that he was only needed. And on our first day, heading back from, from the church, um, this man on a bike, a motorbike, he came to a roundabout and he must have hit a bit of gravel, but he skidded off his bike. And Reverend Armour, he was able to go over and help him. Um, and he was able to even give him a track and give him an invite to the mission. So it was um, really good even just to speak to them, a um, few people. So food was a big sort of thing for us. There was 13 of us, so there was a lot of food going around just to keep us um, keep us happy and sort of full. And most of the time we went to a wee place um, just near the church, just down the road called Dixie's. It was just a stone's throw from the church. Great service. Um, portions were great. If you asked for a burger, you got an extra bit of chicken too. It was unreal. Um, but there was a wee man in there. He was called Hytham. And... Uh, he was very good to us and we tried to tell him about his need of salvation um, and we even invited him to the mission as well. So normally each night um, after we'd done the Holy Bible Club, after we had done the door-to-door, we went round to the Reverend Knowles's, um, Knowles for some food and for a bit of fellowship and just even unwind and people would normally give their testimonies or else give them a Bible verses and sometimes it ended in a bit of a discussion about different things too. 
So travel is a wee bit different um, over in, in London. Um, you don't see many tractors about London. Um, normally it's just a tube or a train and I think we went on so many different um, pieces of travel over there. And we're on a plane, uh, a train, we're on a car, a tube, a bus and even later on we went onto a boat. So as you can see there's quite a lot of different traffic in London. But the tubes were great, um, they were a real source of, um, a real help to us even, to quicken up our, our time. So even on the, the transport there, um, we would have been travelled from the church normally to our accommodation, and whether it was going from the, from whether it was going from the Holiday Bible Club, um, travelling to accommodation, um, we would have normally sang on this, uh, in the group, we just sang a few courses or hymns, and we shared a few Bible verses, um, some showing how we need to be saved and some of our favourite verses. Um, so people listened on the train, some people went to the next um, next stop or whatever, but some of them took videos, um, some of them even said they would sh- send the videos to their, their friends, so this was great too. So our accommodation was uh, in Hackney and it was a couple of train stops away from the church and it was a bit of walking but we normally try to get away just before night time because night time uh, London changes and it can be a, a, bit of a, a bit of a bad place. But we had many good um, conversations with men and there was even a young man in our accommodation um, who approached Rachel um, and Rachel was able to ask him then to the church on Sunday and the service started and it didn't look like he was coming and um, some of us were a bit down but he did turn up and he came into the church and it was just really great um, to see God working. So every morning um, when we got up from accommodation and we travelled to the church um, one of the men was able to bring um, a wee five or ten minute talk a wee devotion at the sort of the start of the day to encourage us um, for the holiday Bible club and for the activities ahead. So the gospel mission, it was held on the Thursday and the Friday night. We had been doing um, the door-to-door outreach with invites and continued on the street um, even till it's up till it started. So as we were, as the first night was starting, um, we were on the street still, Gave my invites and this um, elderly woman and her son was walking down the street and we were able to give them an invite and they came in um, to the first night which was really encouraging um, and it was it was really encouraging and there was no no better way for them to come in and um, so some took part in the mission too um, leading the meeting and um, some give their their testimony um, and scripture reading and then somebody spoke at the end. So that was the Thursday and the Friday night. So Saturday um, was our day off. Um, so we went sightseeing in, in London. Um, we got the tube down into central London and went to Buckingham Palace. Um, and actually, the video isn't going to work again, but we were able to sing outside Buckingham Palace. And it was a great opportunity to sing out there. And it's not many people, not many people can say that they have. Um, but we just didn't sing for the king that day. We were able to sing for the King of Kings. Um, as we um, went through London, we saw 
Big Ben, Harrods, um, we even had to stop in there. Um, it was crazy prices. You definitely probably could have bought a tractor in there, definitely. Um, but on our sightseeing adventure, we came across this man here. And I can't remember his name, but after our whole week of being there, um, handing out leaflets and tracks and doing the whole Bible Club, this here man, he was doing an open hour, he was preaching, and uh, he was quoting scripture from the King James Version. And it was a really, really encouragement to see in such a big city that there was still somebody um, preaching God's word. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't us that there was somebody else there. Um, so we listened to him until he finished. And um, when, he, when he was finished, we went over to talk to him. And it turned out that there was a few more Christians were also standing by, and uh, they were also listening to him. So it was really great to have a bit of fellowship with some, some other believers. So the Sunday then, um, their Sundays are a wee bit different to us. Their services start at 11 o'clock um, with their lunch in between times. Um, many have to travel up to an hour or more, and it's not worth traveling all the way back home um, to get dinner to suddenly come all the way back for their evening service. So they have it um, back to back. So we had a bit of food, um, and their church would be from many different um, places. There's some Africans there. There's um, quite a lot of different backgrounds. So the food was more, can I can say, interesting. Um, different varieties of food all over the world. Um, but I was just, I just was glad to stick to the cocktail sausages and some sandwiches. Um, I wasn't very adventurous on that. So when we were there, we were. Um, we were singing for um, the Sunday service, um, and then at the well, they're not at their evening, but their afternoon service, um, we did the traditional um, three P as we we have our tissues. Um, so this was the group then on on the Sunday. So the Sunday night, since they had no service, um, we went to the Metropolitan Tabernacle, um, and the mass or the preacher there is the Reverend Peter Masters. Um, and he seemed to be preaching on, um, and he was similar way to the Free Presbyterian. So we went after the meeting. We were able to go and talk to him. Um, and it's a wee bit different if you want to speak to the minister here. Um, you had to go into a waiting room. And there was many other people wanted to see him. And you had to write your name in a book. So you're in a waiting list just to get to the minister. But we were managed... Um, Reverend Knowles was able to manage us to cut the queue and we were able to say we were a group um, doing a bit of outreach and we were over from Northern Ireland and we got to see him and he was an encouragement to us all and I think even to Reverend Larmore as well. And this, um, I don't know if you can see this photo, but this um, sort of table, um, that was the pulpit from which um, Charles Spurgeon um, preached from um, back in the day. And sort of on your right-hand side, there's a clock engraved in the table, um, and it stuck to 40 minutes. And he was saying that it meant that nobody um, should preach over 40 minutes. Um, but I don't know whether that's good or not. So Monday was um, our last day, or was supposed to be our last day. Um, and we checked out of our accommodation, moved our luggage um, to the church, and then we gave a bit of help, um, things that needed done at the church, took down the Holy Bible Club sign, the scripture at the back 
of the pulpit. It was a wee bit wonky, so we straightened it up too and leveled it. And then we went for a last bit of sightseeing, um, but just to show that Reverend Armour can do a bit of hoovering too, um, just to show, just in case anybody thinks he can't. But we went and did a bit of uh, sightseeing, and we seen St. Paul's. Uh, Reverend Knowles again was able to bypass the security and got us in for free. Um, since he was a minister, and ministers were allowed into this church for free, we were able to go in. So we were able to go there, and we were able to see the Tower of London, um, and overlooking the Shard, and we seen, um, we even sang again outside the Tower of London, and that was uh, really good, and people were videoing, videoing us again. So after that, we had a bit of lunch, and then we were tasked to go out one last time to give out tracks, and we met some, some people who took them again, and a particular man, he, he was drunk, and he didn't want anything to do, anything to do with us or anything to do with the gospel and told us all to go back home to Ireland um, uh, even though we were just trying to help um, I think at the end Reverend Larmore ended up having um, water over his head uh, but he didn't seem to mind as it was quite warm and this was a way to cool him down so um, we went for our sort of last meal to the wee place Dixie's um, and as we were ordering um, our group leader Richard um, this here was his phone, and it said, well, it originally said flight delayed, and there was a problem with the air traffic control. Um, this then turned out later to be cancelled, and our flight was cancelled back um, to Northern Ireland. So we had all got these messages on our phones, and we were all sort of panicking, especially Richard, as we didn't know what we were going to do, but Reverend Knowles, he was, he was delighted. Um, he wanted us to stay longer and even for us to join the church um, and help him there. And Richard was trying to remain calm and oversee the trip um, and wanted to see what was going to happen next. So he phoned up our, our flight, Ryanair, um, and we were put in a queue. And I can't remember exactly where we were, but we were definitely a couple of hundred in the queue. And we took a few hours. Um, he was on the phone for a few hours and he got to around 40th in the queue and they cut the system um, but meanwhile during this time Tandra Gee um, free they had offered a bus and uh, this was later called Operation Tandra Gee um, they had offered to get a bus over to, to London um, from the boat and travel all the way down to London to help us but this was a last resort really we thought we'd maybe catch the next flight but it seemed to be that this, um, the problem hadn't been fixed. Um, we had no choice really because the flights had been booked all the way up to Friday and we were supposed to leave that Monday. So we really couldn't wait another week, um, even though the Reverend Knowles would have loved that. Um, so we just um, went ahead and Tandra Gee left that night on the Monday night and they got the boat um, but now we had the problem as we um, were officially homeless, as we had went out of the accommodation. So the Knowles kindly um, let the girls sleep at their house um, on their fold-up bed. And us fellows, on the other hand, had to make deal with the church seats um, for the night. But it was far better as the airports um, were closed. Some made it, um, but some didn't and had to sleep on the street. So we were even thankful um, not to be sleeping on the floor, but to be sleeping uh, inside. 
So Tuesday morning then arrived after our, our busy day and we had a full day of travelling ahead. So we stopped off at Sainsbury's um, where we bought a, a essential food, uh, mostly healthy, um, like crisps, fizzy drinks and snacks to keep us going um, as we didn't know when our next stop would be. So we got the train then from London um, and let's just say the train station was jam-packed with people and they were all affected from the flights uh, they were too using a different mode of transport this however was another opportunity um, to witness um, as a few of the men were able to talk to this woman from Scotland who was journeying with us um, I think was a Roman Catholic and um, her friend was a Roman Catholic who was going into the nunnery so they were able to the chance to give them a bit of witness um, and meanwhile, if our flight hadn't been cancelled, we would never have got the opportunity. So we travelled up to Birmingham, and got off the train there, and then we met up with the Tandrigi Free, and with Esther McKee, who came over. And she's just starting into the Whitfield College, and her dad, who was who had been driving the bus. And so we travelled there for definitely a few good hours, and all the way up to Scotland. And I definitely were there. Uh, near to about 11 o'clock that night where we just about um, checked into Carn Ryan and got the boat um, and we were able to have a bit of rest um, travelling then on the boat back and we arrived back in Northern Ireland um, on early hours of Wednesday morning so that really um, was our, our Youth Council trip outreach um, it was a delight um, to be part of and a real encouragement and to me and even all the members in the group, um, it was a real encouragement to the church over there and to the Knowles who were really glad to have us um, and even have um, beds for us and all that. Um, and Reverend Knowles was glad too for the help um, as he would have to go and do the Bible club himself, distributing all them tracks. And we'd covered quite a lot of ground um, and went, went to many doors. And it was great to see um, God uh, move and work um, and bring us even closer to him and you could feel his presence on the trip and even fellowshipping with other believers so I want to leave just this um, last verse with you um, and it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 21 and it says behold the Lord thy God has set the land before thee go up and possess it as the Lord God of thy fathers have said unto thee fear not neither be discouraged and this verse came up in my readings before we had left and I was able to use it um, on the trip in one of our devotions um, where I thought it was relevant as it tells us to go up into the land before us and spread God's word to everybody um, and it tells us um, to spread and win people for God's kingdom. And even though it might be difficult sometimes, even though um, some people could get soaked, some people could... Um, potentially bad things could happen to them we shouldn't be discouraged and it says fear not neither be discouraged um, so don't be afraid um, basically and that we should go out into the world and preach the gospel so this is just a wee photo of the knolls um, and I'd like if you could to pray for the knolls and um, for the work there in, in London um, and as you can see it's a wide uh, big place and a lot of ground that they have to cover, and um, that people would come in to their church, and um, that more would follow, and um, follow him, and that the youth council 
um, would you pray for the youth council too as they'd have many other trips um, to go on um, and trips for the future and I'd like to thank um, Ian Kenny for having me thank you We're very grateful to Timothy this evening for bringing that report to us of the Youth Council outreach in London. And uh, it was really encouraging to hear our brother and the efforts in service for the Lord. And uh, his fiancée, Rachel, is here tonight as well. They were both together uh, in that group in London. And it's greatly encouraging tonight to see a young couple with a heart for the Lord and seeking to do something to reach out to souls. We're grateful to the Youth Council as well. They give young people many opportunities of service, and they organize outreach here at home locally, and they also organize those outreaches over the summertime. And it's good when our young people take up that opportunity to serve the Lord. So we want you to pray uh, for the seed that has been sown, that the Lord will bless it, and for the Reverend Knowles and his family there laboring for the Lord in South Grove in London, that the Lord will strengthen their hand and that souls will be added onto the church there.